Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum at B1Bank.com. From Mansour's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. Stephanie Regal is a broadcaster and editor of Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. You don't have to spend much time driving around Baton Rouge to notice that the local real estate economy is booming. New construction is going up in the residential, commercial, multifamily, and office markets and doesn't show signs of slowing down anytime soon. What's behind all the activity, and how do you compete with so many players in the local market? Todd Waggispack has been in the industry for nearly two decades now and is the managing partner for Level Homes, a residential construction company that is developing homes in more than two dozen subdivisions in Louisiana and North Carolina. Level's revenues topped $60 million in 2016, and the company has been recognized by trade publications as one of the fastest growing builders in the nation. Todd started the company in 2000 after beginning his career in commercial real estate and comes from a long line of real estate developers in Baton Rouge. Todd, it's a pleasure to have you here with us. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Ben Graham is on the commercial side of the real estate business as a partner with SVN, Graham, Langlois and Lejeune. It's been just a little more than two years since Ben and two partners joined together to form the firm and in that time it has quadrupled in size. In 2016, it moved from eighth to third on the list of largest commercial real estate firms in Baton Rouge, and that's no small thing. There's a lot of competition here and many well-established commercial brokers in the market. Ben, we look forward to hearing how you and your partners have made it happen and what you see coming in the market. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me. Todd, let's start with you. Level Homes has more than a dozen developments in the South, mostly in Louisiana and North Carolina. Why North Carolina? Why not Mississippi or Texas? We just had a very good opportunity with great uh, people over there. And we kind of built the company around the people. And uh, we had some good assets over there. So we started uh, about four or five years ago. And it's done very, very well. So. Now level is in the residential market what is your niche exactly what what is a level home i mean basically we're somewhere in the neighborhood i mean our price structure is somewhere around 285 to about four hundred thousand dollars we first time move up home buyer the, um you know a little bit you know we're not in the starter market not the starter market but but the one step up from that basically yes, yes. basically how is the market right now and the market's been very, very consistent. Uh, we've had I mean, a hard time with our labor market. Uh, you know, the floods really slowed everything down uh, tremendously for us But um, on the labor, but the sales have been very consistent and, uh, you know, it's continuing to grow. Well, I want to talk about the labor market some more, but talking about names and level, Ben, your firm's name is a mouthful, SVN Graham Langlois Lejeune. The SVN stands for Sperry Van Ness. And you and Justin Langlois and Steve Lejean, your partners, are franchisees, basically, of this national firm, Sperry Van Ness. 
Why does a real estate firm today need to partner with a national player or to fly a national flag like that? Well, when we first started in Baton Rouge, there was uh, there was one other group that had some type of an affiliation with a national group, and uh, there was really no player here who had a real tie to a national group. And so we felt like it was important to be able to do that. Uh, in 2015, I think it was uh, more than 65% of commercial real estate transactions happened over state lines. So we felt like it was really important to be able to reach out to other markets and, uh, and have partners in other markets throughout the country. Uh, to work with and to rely on for expertise and contacts and stuff like that. And and since you all did that, now several firms have done this. This is a growing trend nationwide? Yeah, I think it probably is a growing trend nationwide. Baton Rouge is kind of difficult when it comes to branding because a lot of them, the cost to uh, to brand is it's almost prohibitive because our market is really, you know, a lot of people say Baton Rouge is kind of like a big small town. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them I feel like it's, it's cost prohibitive. We, we talk to others and uh, SVN really just had the, the platform they provide you and the tools they provide you at the cost is, is really effective. And we've been really happy with it. Now what um, segment of the commercial market do you all specialize in? Or do you? Do you do everything office, so multifamily? So we have 20 or? agents in Baton Rouge. We, have an, uh, we formed an office in New Orleans about a year ago. We do everything. We have guys who specialize in multifamily. We have guys who specialize in hospitality, um, land deals, office guys, retail guys. Uh, you know, we started out with four of us, and we've grown. We, we, as Todd said, we've been really lucky to get some really good people. Yeah. Uh, we've brought people in our office that uh, that are high caliber guys that are, you know, have a lot of talent, a lot of passion for what they do, and they've been able to help us grow pretty rapidly. Now, are you just in the capital region, or do you go outside of that at all? Or? So our territory basically is is from Lake Charles to New Orleans. We kind of handle anything between in those areas. Our primary market right now is Baton Rouge and the in the non parish area. Um, we do have an office in New Orleans now with a couple of guys. That'll be a slow growth model, uh, but those guys are kind of plugging away down there. Why do you all? Um, why is there so much growth in real estate right now in Baton Rouge? I think it's all driven, majority of it's driven by jobs. With all the, you know, the industrial expansion, the petrochemical expansion, there's a lot of jobs coming in, a lot of people, who, and these are jobs that pay well enough to, to get, fit that segment of home that the Todd's speaking about. And, you know, along with when more jobs, more people, more services are required for those people, uh, and I think that's the primary. Driver. It's based on growth, yeah, absolutely. What about the lending community? I mean, I know if we went back six or seven years, you know, there, there wasn't any money, and now there is. How much is that, you know, banks are in the business of lending, developers are in the business of developing. How much has that fueled what we see? I don't know if the banks have come back 100%, but, I mean, they're definitely open. And, um, you know, it's, you know, they're coming back slowly but surely, but uh, what are you seeing, Ben? I'm seeing you know, kind of the same thing. I mean, they're not, they're still a little bit, uh, you know, tighter restrictions-wise than they were when everything went, went uh, south back in 2007, 2008. But uh, you know, part of it is is where are these guys. You see some deals that trade, and, and you look at the cap rates and the returns, and these, you know, where are they going to put the money otherwise? And, and you know, like put it in the uh, stock market or in bonds or something like that. But a lot of those guys are seeing returns on commercial real estate specifically. That have, that have remained steady over a 10 to 12 year period and, and are performing pretty good. And so that's why yeah, they're continuing cap, to reinvest. The cap rate really hasn't changed much in the commercial I mean, market. They've dr- gone down somewhat, but not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So somebody's listening to this as they're driving along in their car and they say, what is a cap rate? 
What's the layman's Well, I mean, basically, it's, it's kind of a, a, a evaluation of, of an asset, an income-producing asset, where you just take the net operating income divided by the purchase price, and it gives you a, a one-year snapshot kind of a return on that investment. What are the hot areas of Baton Rouge right now for commercial and residential? I mean, I guess we could probably guess, but maybe there's an area that's transitioning or up and coming that isn't obvious. I think it's, I mean, I think they're pretty obvious. It's the uh, South Baton Rouge, the long form, obviously, has been a great development. Those guys are doing extremely well out there. You know, I think the Government Street Corridor is really starting to come back mm -hmm. strong. You're seeing some new stuff pop up there. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of amazing when you look at what, what's going on in South Baton Rouge. And the, the complaint that we hear from people that are coming into our area who are developers or retailers is, the cost of land in Baton Rouge just surprises them because they develop all over the country and they come here and they, they it's can't cheap. get it. It's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really expensive for what you get and for where it is. It's but because we're running out. I mean, we just don't have that much. Right? It's There's not that much of it and there's just, you know, it's, it's hard to develop. It's hard to develop yeah. and if you want to be in, you know, a specific area, which most of these guys really want to be in a very specific area, it costs a lot to be there. What does hard to develop mean? Why? Just a lot of, you know, they, either the wet, you know, they are low. Um, like wetlands issues. Yes, yes. Sewer issues. I mean, there's just a lot of, you know, everything's been picked over pretty much. And now <laughs> we're left with very difficult sites to develop, you know. Like all darn, uh, down uh, Burbank, you know, all that stuff was very, very low. And now they're bringing it up, bringing it up. And uh, the cost to do that is tremendous. Right. And, uh, but, you know. I've seen a lot of these master plan communities that are doing well, you know, like Harveston, Roseanne, Long Farms, you know. I think that's, you know, Willow Grove did very well, so. Yeah, I agree, I agree with Todd. I think the other, the one other issue I would add is the um, permitting regulatory process. That was my next areas. question. How much does that yeah, play into the hard to develop, you know, issue? You know, it, it's been difficult. I mean, I, I work with a, with a couple of different groups that develop all over the country, and one of the basic, Baton Rouge is probably the hardest place they've worked. This was last year. I know they've been doing a lot of working hard to, to improve it and streamline the process, but uh, you know, 2016 development was difficult, and a lot of that was just trying to get through permitting processes and, and delays. And, and, you know, it's just very slow. Very, I wonder if that's not one yeah. of the reasons that Bucky's ended up pulling out. I mean, they were never totally forthcoming, but yeah. that was going to be a big thing, and I think they got frustrated. I really am not familiar with that specific deal, but there are a couple of those that, I'm, that I am familiar with, and it was just a, the process. I, I, I remember calling the development office one day about a, a specific project, and, and I asked them, how much longer are we going to wait? And they said, well, we don't know. I said, I need an, a general idea, 90 days, 180 days, a year. And they said, well, there's 200 properties in the queue. Wow. I think it was 200, something like that. And, and y'all are like number 60. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> so I called my guys and I told them that. And they said, what does that mean? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> did it eventually get done? Or are you still waiting it on that particular done. deal? It did get done eventually. Um, took a long time, but they got it done and, and finished up the, the project. But you know, I mean, I hear that a lot from developers and real estate people that the, the permitting downtown is just, it's so back, backed up. It's very backed up. Like in all the other parishes, it's all electronically done. Mm -hmm. Baton Rouge is still the only parish around here. Still, you have to bring everything down there. You know, it's 
it's different, you know, versus like Ascension, you can email everything in, everything's electronic, they have the, everything on file, you know. That is so interesting. I've never heard that before. Even Gonzalez. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing against Gonzalez. They're no, no, ahead of us. It's yeah. just that, you know, it's just in this area that you know, we use the assessor's office a lot and their websites, and West Baton Rouge was way ahead of the game in terms of, you know, their their site. I think it was eight or nine years ago it was up and running. It was very efficient of, you know, looking at property and who owns it and what's, what's the legal on it, just pertinent information and getting it quickly. But I guess what people in the outside that aren't in your business don't realize is this this costs money, or this kills deals, this drives development away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Department office probably five weeks now on residential apartments, and I couldn't guess on the commercial side. I mean, it varies from yeah. 120 days to a year, just depending on what it is you're looking at. It's, it's tough. That's bad. It's a challenge. That's that a is a challenge. How did y'all get into real estate? Is it, what's your background? Did you want to do this when you were growing up? Yeah, you know, I wasn't real sure. I uh, was at LSU, and I and I took a class, it was a commercial real estate finance class, and I really enjoyed it and uh, kind of figured that's what I wanted to do. And uh, I went to uh, – saw a guy named Ben Johnson, who I'm sure some of your listeners know, and I uh, went to work for him as a student worker, really enjoyed it, and then moved to Houston for a couple of years, worked as an appraiser, commercial appraiser, and then uh, moved back here and – been been doing it ever since, and really enjoy it. And I tell people every day, I hope I don't uh, hope I don't have to go do anything else because I, I really like doing it. <laughs> what about you, Todd? It's pretty funny. About the same. Uh, actually, <laughs> I did an internship during uh, the summers with uh, Kurtz and Abair with okay. Mark and George, and uh, for the last three years of college, and uh, so I just jumped right into it. Kind of fell into it, yeah. and it's been good. Are, are we in a bubble right now? I mean, in a real estate bubble that's maybe in danger of bursting, or do you all think that the level of growth is healthy and, and sustainable? I think we're pretty consistent. I don't think we're in a bubble. Uh, I think, you know, all the metrics are pretty even nation, uh, throughout the nation. Home starts are very, you know, below where they used to were in 07. Uh, the only thing that I see is pricing going up. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's been a hard thing to, to change. But uh, I think we're, you know, pretty consistent, you know, with the growth of Baton Rouge and the growth of around the parish. I mean, around the around Baton Rouge. So. Yeah, I think I, I agree with Todd. I think Baton Rouge is, uh, you know, pe people look at, at Baton Rouge and the home prices, for the most part, have remained pretty steady. Obviously, I'm not a residential agent, but I do follow that stuff. And again, it all goes back to, to jobs and investment in the area. And there's so much going on here. You know, if you just look at the core batteries with Petrochemical and uh, State University LSU mm -hmm. being here, government offices and everything, and uh, and the growth of the healthcare industry, it really, um, I, I think it's just going to continue to chug along. And um, I really don't see batteries specifically as being in the bubble. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. We're talking to Ben Graham of SVN Graham Langlois Lejeune and Todd Wagaspeck of Level Homes. All right, well, we're going to take a break from business for a minute, and, and I want to ask you all a fun question. We call this the brother-in-law question, where I don't know if you really have a brother-in-law, but for the purposes of this discussion, we'll pretend like you do. So, Todd, your brother-in-law says he wants to get into the residential real estate business, but he doesn't want to compete with you directly. Where should he go to do well? You know, I mean, I think there's a big market in the custom area. 
in the custom home market, uh, you know, that's, I think that's the biggest, you know, area right now. I mean, the lower end market's very, very competitive. I mean, it's based off of volume mm -hmm. and not, you know. So I think that's what I, that's where I feel. I do hear that, that a lot of the custom guys feel squeezed out, you know, that it's hard. I mean, they, there is that little niche, mm -hmm. and there are those few that do really, really yes. well. Yes. But it would be hard to break into. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to do it, you know, speculative custom houses, it mm -hmm. is hard to break into. The lots are very, very tough to get. But, uh, you know, doing custom houses where you service in the client and things like that, that's right. a big difference in between what we've seen in the market right now. You have a lot of people moving up in the price point, mm -hmm. but doesn't mean that they're truly a custom builder. Right. You know. That's an interesting good point. All right. Well, Ben, let's say your brother-in-law wants to get into commercial real estate. What's the most important thing that I, that you need to know? Would you tell him to be successful in your field? It's, um, I get asked that question a lot and some of my partners make fun because they say I'm, I'm a little too honest, but I tell them to be prepared for, uh, for a lot of rejection, you know, be prepared to, uh, to have living expenses, away for a year or so because you know commercial deals typically take a lot longer to, to close and just to, to build your pipeline up and just persistence uh, it's a relationship business and persistence and always bring value to a transaction always you know, figure out what what way you're gonna you're gonna bring value to a transaction both of you all as we mentioned at the beginning a few minutes ago have grown your businesses very very quickly and both have done very well how has that growth occurred what how did y'all make it happen I think it's just smart planning, you know, acting fast, you know, reacting on things and moving faster than a lot of, you know, some other people. We've been very fortunate and we have good capital behind us and uh, that's allowed us to grow, mm -hmm. you know, tremendously. I think ours has been, uh, you know, I have two partners and we all three came in from, from different firms previously and uh, through that we have a really good network of, of clients and friends. And uh, we've been able to attract some really good talent. And, and honestly, the SVN training, the tools they provide, uh, have, have really helped us to to focus on how to grow our business and how to grow it effectively. And by doing that, we've been able to bring in some really good, talented people, uh, brokers in our office who, who would really help us to grow. I've, I've heard this. Key is great yeah. hires and great, great people around you. And real That's estate true. is such a people business. It is. I mean, all businesses, but, but real estate, yeah. it seems like particularly. But I have heard, you know, other companies that have partnered with, with national brands about the tools and the training. What, what kind of tools are you talking about? Software, online stuff? Everything from, from software tools that we provide to our guys that, 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 that where they can get information quickly and efficiently and put it to use to the ability to, if there's a product type that we're not 100% familiar with or if there's higher barriers to interest to reach out to another office another SVN office and visit with those guys and figure out how they did it so we're not reinventing the wheel every time we do this and um, in the, the training for our guys and for us has really been a big benefit I mean we just we were at a conference last week in Tampa and one of the things they really promote is helping you to manage your office better as a business and manage it as an enterprise and uh, you know a lot of guys specifically in real estate brokerage you're, you're a great broker or a great agent but once you start managing people, learning how to manage people is a whole different ball of wax mm -hmm. than, than managing deals. That's been one of our hardest things. And 
We'll yes. go back to training, training, training. Right. Yeah. Training and, and just trying to get, trying to become better managers and help them to be better agents. Uh, and that, that, the tools that we've received from SVN have really been beneficial for that regard. Do you think people know? I mean, do people hear SVN or Brookshire Hathaway or you know any of the ones that the residential firms use? And and would they go to you because of that? Or I think locally, not not necessarily. You know, if you're attracting talent, I think they come in for again. It goes back to the people. They come in for the people that are there and the culture that you have at your office. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think um, I think that that really attracts people. And, and you know, I'm big on office. Um, camaraderie and, and having an office where people get along and people can work together and feed off of each other. Good and, culture. Uh, good culture. And, so yeah. and y'all had how many people you said? We well, have 20 now. You're up to 20. Right. And how many at level, Todd? We have uh, about 31 here in Baton Rouge and about another 30 in North Carolina. And you all do the construction and the sales? Yes. Handle oh. the whole thing, no. soup to nuts. Have you all, and I know we've talked about this, but it's been a while, Looked at other markets, South Carolina, Florida, we, Georgia? Uh, we have. We looked at South Carolina. We did do some over there uh, a couple of years ago. But mainly focusing going outside of North, uh, in other markets in North Carolina. Okay. That's just Smaller been a good markets. area. Mm -hmm. And there's huge growth there. Huge growth. Is it totally different doing business in Louisiana and North Carolina? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we the, the processes are, I mean, harder than Baton Rouge. You know, going through the developments and things like that. I mean, it'll take us 12 to 13 months to get something through, um, you know, once construction documents and get them approved over there for land development. So it, it's it's a timely process. There too. There. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. they've grown so fast. You mm -hmm. know, Raleigh, you know, it's now, you know, it's taking, I think, 56 new people in every day. So, I mean, it's growing at a rapid rate. Wow. But your projects there, like here, you all buy large amounts of lots at a time and build basically on spec. Yes. And and we de develop also. Okay. So we buy land and develop it, put the streets in, things like that. Now, I know there are plenty of women on the residential sales side of the real estate business. Yeah. But there are not a lot of women on the commercial side, and there aren't a lot of women on the building side. Is it an old boys' network? I think it's... It historically probably kind of has been. Uh, I'll say this much. We have a broker in our office named Catherine Juno, and Catherine is uh, is doing an outstanding job. She is a firecracker. She's a go-getter, and uh, her and I just met right before I came over here. And um, she's doing an outstanding job. She's very determined, and uh, she's she sees things that she wants to change and, and, uh, and go after, and she does it. But yeah, and I think it's starting to change that way. I really think, and I think it's kind of an age deal thing. Like a lot of the millennials are coming in and kind of changing the way business is done to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. We're probably 60, 40, uh, about 40% women in our office. And I mean, they're the most talented we have. I mean, but not far. on the builder and developer side or like you, or support Absolutely. staff? No, no. On the, you know, one of our head people, uh, you know, runs the operations side of it is, uh, sales every, throughout, you know, I mean, <coughs> we have people in, in every aspect that are women, which has been great for us. Great. They see it a lot different than we do. It's interesting. <laughs> you, and you mentioned the millennials. H how are they changing y'all's businesses? Well, um, it's just, 
if, if they have a different, um, I guess, a different take on how business should be done. And, and it's a lot of times, you know, it's it's kind of a way of going, okay, well, let's see, it's a little bit different. A lot of it's technology. I mean, mm-hmm. a whole lot of it is technology, social media. They're very willing to jump in and grab it and just, you know, something new is run with it and try to figure it out. Whereas historically, you know, it's been a little bit more of a uh, kind of wait and see approach on technology. And I think it's really, it's pushing the business just like it is every other business. And it makes things happen a whole lot quicker and, you know, everything's instantaneous. And that's from that angle. Interesting. What do you think? Have you seen that, Todd? We, I mean, we can't put our finger on it. I mean, to, from the sales side, it's it's been very difficult to figure out what they want. But, you know, from what I can tell, the baby boomers and the millennials are pretty much the same. They want smaller uh, houses, finished out very nice, and um, lock it, leave it, you know, type deal where they can travel and things like that. Um, but, you know, they've been hard to figure out, you know, for the, for the home building side. Before we wrap up, tell me, what do y'all think we need more of in Baton Rouge? Um, Not in terms of property inventory, but uh, in terms of improving the business climate here and making it easier for you to do what you do. I would say streamlining the regulatory process, the permitting process from a development standpoint would would be huge. And, uh, and it goes back to, to figuring out more ways to attract more talent and to you know, just improve the city as a whole. And, you know, we always talk about traffic and education and all those things. And those, all of those things impact you know, what we do every day. And, uh, and I think just improvement on that and uh, probably from our standpoint, just the permitting process, the, the zoning and kind of having a city come out with a cohesive vision of what we want to do and where we want to do it. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I agree with, you know, the permitting process and having things run smoother. But, you know, education, I, I'm just a big believer in. And um, it's, you know, there's, you know, like in North Carolina, it's a business. You know, you have uh, 18 national home builders, another 30 builders on top of that. I mean, you know, we're, there's talent. There's a lot of talent over there that are in the market. Here in Baton Rouge, we it's very hard you have to teach the talent up and you know that's been a hard thing for us you just can't go and find somebody over in another business and things like that so we've had to work very hard on training and um, grooming our talent so well Todd Waggispack and Ben Graham you've given us a lot of insight into the local real estate market and you both have very interesting stories so thank you for sharing them with us today on Out to Lunch absolutely Thanks for thank you. Me. Thank you. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Todd Waggispack of Level Homes and Ben Graham of SVN Graham Langlois Lejeune. You can find out more about Level Homes and SVN Graham Langlois Lejeune by following the links on our websites. It's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. All the music on Out to Lunch is composed and performed by Mitchell Foreman. You can find more of Mitchell's music wherever great jazz is streamed or sold and at mitchellforeman.com. 
You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com.